It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Happy Friday, everybody. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire with you guys here. Hope you guys had yourselves a great week. It's been quite the interesting one. Um, you know, to obviously recap a little bit, we are officially set now at the quarterback position. Of course, Cam Newton was officially released on Tuesday. Ted, Teddy Bridgewater's contract was officially announced on Wednesday, as was P.J. Walker. So in a matter of a couple of days, you know, of course, we knew the reports had come out. But as far as official announcements, in a matter of a couple of days, the quarterback room completely changed. Cam Newton for the first time is on the free agent market. Teddy Bridgewater is now in as the starting quarterback. And in fact, Teddy Bridgewater actually had his virtual press conference yesterday because obviously, you know, can't have big gatherings right now because of the coronavirus outbreak. So it was neat to watch the video and see the virtual press conference, you know, Teddy in his house and all the other reporters in their house and you know obviously can't or uh teddy bridgewater took a lot of questions regarding uh kind of the process of him coming to carolina and talking about how this is just a chance for him to prove himself and to grow and he's really excited about the opportunity uh, he talked a little bit about the relationship with joe brady obviously they dressed the elephant in the room in terms of him replacing cam newton and he talked about how he was uh, in New Orleans behind Drew Brees. So uh, it's kind of a similar situation. He said, when I was in New Orleans, I was behind a guy named Drew Brees. I knew that when Drew got injured, I had big shoes to fill there. I just constantly reminded myself to be me, be the best version of Teddy that I can be. By doing so, it allowed me to be a better teammate, a better football player, and a better person in the community. And he said he is aware of the unique situation as he put it, he's coming into in Carolina and that he won't do anything out of the ordinary uh, to try and fill the hole left by his predecessor. 
Uh, Teddy also talked about how he actually feels really confident that he's better than where he was a few years ago, particularly uh, before the before that big knee injury that he suffered with the Vikings. But he feels really, really good about himself in terms of getting back to that form. You know, he was asked, does he feel he can get back to the form that he had before the injury in Minnesota? And he feels really good about that possibility. So he's excited to really get a chance now to become, uh, to be the guy now as uh, as the starting quarterback. You know, he says, I take pride in proving everyone in uh, improving people wrong. They told me I wouldn't ever play football again. They told me it would take 18 months to come back from my injury, and I came back faster. They told me I wouldn't win last year uh, regarding New Orleans, and we won five games. And they went on to say, knowing what I know now, I would just go back and tell myself that from the moment I was on the ground screaming in pain, I would just go back and tell myself that it's part of a race. Life is a race. And we all have to run our own race. Within that race, we have to focus on what's in our lane. For me, at the time, I had stumbled in my lane. It was a race that I that I had to finish, and I haven't completed the race yet. But I'm back in the race. Unquote. I'll tell you what, I really I really like that quote. That's a that's a that's a really good life quote to live by, you know. And, and he's right. We're all kind of in our own. You know, we write our own stories, and it's up to us to just keep writing the chapters. And this is just the next chapter in Teddy Bridgewater's book, or book, excuse me, not book, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's book. And, you know, as he put it, uh, he's running the race, and he's back in the race. So really good to see the, uh, the, the confidence level of Teddy Bridgewater. And that obviously has to make Panthers fans feel really good about the, uh, the possibility now. Uh, you know, going forward over, over the next couple of years, obviously, you know things are things are very different. You know, he hasn't really gotten a chance to meet any of his teammates. He, you know, can't do obviously a lot of uh, throwing or you know things like that with his team or be in contact with much people because you know obvious reasons. So um, it's it's like we touched on before. This is a this is a unique off season now because. A lot of these new faces aren't going to get much of a chance to get to gel with their team for as long as they would have liked to. Because obviously a team like the Panthers were set to have their have their uh, offseason training activities two weeks earlier than most of the other teams because they have a new head coach. Well, obviously that's now out the window because of the coronavirus. So we have no idea when things are going to pick back up again. I mean, you know, we're already starting to move stuff that was slated to start in July. I mean, they've moved the Olympics, for for goodness sake. You know, we now know that the Olympics are not going to be until 2021, and they weren't set to start until July. So now there's worry about the college football season. So it's really hard to figure out when all of this is going to settle down and when all of these players are going to uh, be able to come together. And, you know, Matt Rule, like we touched on before, when's he going to get a chance to start talking about uh, or start working with his team? So, so it's a really tough, it's a really tough position. But again, just the confidence level that 
Teddy Bridgewater show during this press conference is uh, is going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, again, he also touched on reuniting with Joe Brady because, of course, Brady was there in 2018 with uh, when they were both with the New Orleans Saints before Brady, of course, left for LSU. Uh, he raved a little bit about uh, the talent on the roster that he's not going to get to work with, or Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Um, I like this part. I like this part of the conversation he had too. They they asked him about you know what he's doing to keep busy in this tough time, and he talked about all the all the old video games that he's playing. And I really liked it. He got he said he's playing in sixty four. He's playing Mario Kart. Uh, he said he's got every Madden from two thousand one to two thousand eleven. You know, playing them all on PlayStation 2. So that's really fun to see. Uh, so, and the funny thing is, too, he said he's also using Madden to kind of familiarize himself with the Panthers, which is really interesting. You know, he's saying, he said, you get a feel for the roster, some of the guys on the roster, so that's a huge help. You also have the internet for that. Just being able to play video games with these guys DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, those guys, you realize how awesome they are in the video game. It excites you like, man, I can't wait to get going with these guys in person. So I, I, I really like that. That's, that's pretty, and it, you know, it's, the interesting is there are some people that use Madden to kind of learn, you know, schemes and things like that, which is, which is pretty interesting. And I mean, look, you know, obviously there's a lot of kind of a lot you can learn i mean there's certainly a lot of people you know even in like the gaming world that have used madden to kind of help with their knowledge so it's definitely more than just entertaining so i, th I think that's a pretty unique way to uh to help them help them get familiar with the team so i, I really like that but again the, the overall the overall takeaway here is that um like I said, the confidence level that Teddy Bridgewater is showing, you know, just how excited he is to be in Carolina and uh, and, and really prove himself, you know, because he was also asked about how obviously the, the quarterback landscape of the NFC South has completely changed. I mean, you've obviously got now Tom Brady coming in and you still have Drew Brees in New Orleans and, of course, Matt Ryan still in Atlanta. So this is... Um, you know, and it's it's a dynamic I'm excited to kind of dive deeper into too. And I think we're doing a we have another ultimate division crossover coming up at some point this off season as well. And so obviously now, you know, the first one was a lot of fun to to talk with all these guys about the teams at that point. I remember this was back in February. Now when we get together probably sometime later this spring, early summer, somewhere around there. We're obviously we're really gonna have a lot to talk about. Obviously, I, I I can't wait to talk with everyone about the quarterback dynamic and just you know how the the landscape of this division has really shifted. But in terms of Teddy, when he was talking about it, he he just goes back to you know him and him wanting to prove himself and prove to everyone that he can uh, he can be a quarterback. He could still be a quarterback in this league, a starting quarterback, a franchise quarterback. So he's excited for the challenge, and I think all of us football fans are excited to really get a chance to watch him build build this franchise. 
you know, because let's face it, I mean, at this point, we still don't expect the Panthers to really be too competitive in this division. Obviously, the Saints are still pretty well the, the favorites in this division. And then, obviously, Atlanta and Tampa Bay have both taken steps up to uh, to improve their roster. You're not, not saying the Panthers obviously haven't improved at some spots, obviously. But overall, you know, new coaching staff and... You know, still some holes, obviously, in the in the roster, like like we touched on, particularly the interior of the offensive line. There's uh, still some question marks there. Speaking of which, you know, we also see yet another Carolina to Buffalo connection. Uh, this time, in terms of the offensive line, is Darrell Williams signed with the Buffalo Bills? So that's again yet another one. I mean, we've already seen Mario Addison run that route this year. He's with the Bills, and now Darrell Williams will be joining him. So it's pretty crazy how that Carolina to Buffalo dynamic just continues on. But, again, that's obviously the big weak point right now uh, on this team. Really, both lines are uh, are the weak points right now, and you expect those positions to be probably heavily addressed in the, uh, in the draft, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. But... Again, a little bit of glimmer of hope. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is ready to go whenever uh, the NFL will allow, or really, I shouldn't even say the NFL, really when the world, you know, when the CDC will allow uh, everything to kind of get back to a normal state. So, you know, it's uh, I, I know it's tough. It's been a couple weeks. You know, it's we were supposed to be, you know, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer here, but obviously today was supposed to be, Continuing the uh, the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, you know we were supposed to be starting to fill out the Final Four this weekend, but obviously that uh, that never came to fruition, and you know here we are we're, we're now at about two weeks already of no sports. So this is kind of the uh, you know this is kind of the the best way I guess that we can get through this time. But I promise it, it will get better. And, you know, we'll just stick it out and uh, we'll we'll be a lot happier <laughs> very, very soon. It's a short-term loss, but uh, ultimately it's going to be a long-term game. And, a long-term game. Gain. I feel like I can't even talk. <laughs> long-term gain for, uh, for everyone's health and happiness and all that good stuff. But, again, at least we've had some stuff to get us through. You know, if you guys want to check out that... Uh, that press conference from Teddy Bridgewater. It is up on Panthers.com. It's about 20 minutes long, so it's not, not that long at all. Um, you get some good questions from a lot of people in the uh, in the Panthers media, so that was, that was pretty cool to check out. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, a couple, couple free agent signings made official on... Thursday as well. The Panthers officially announced the signings of tight end Seth DeValve 
and and uh, wide receiver Seth Roberts. Those guys are now officially in. DeVal, a former tight end of the Cleveland Browns, and also spent last season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He played in 12 games last year for the Jaguars, had 12 catches for 140 yards, and in three seasons with the Browns, he caught 48 passes in 41 games for 596 yards and four touchdowns. He was a fourth-round pick of the Browns out of Princeton. I remember there was a little bit of love for DeValve coming out of the draft, but it never really panned out there in Cleveland. But a little bit of depth there for the Panthers now at the position. And then Seth Roberts played with the Ravens, has played with the Raiders. Uh, they made that announcement official on Thursday as well. He was an undrafted free agent with the uh, with the Oakland Raiders in 2015. His first NFL touchdown was actually a game winner in 2015. A 12-yard catch with 30 seconds left, with which helped the Raiders beat the Ravens. He uh, also had two more or three more game winners during his time in Oakland. Very, very interesting stat there, including a 41-yard strike on fourth and four in overtime to defeat the Buccaneers in 2016. Uh, he actually played in JUCO to start, spending the first two years of college at Pearl River Community College in Mississippi. He played two seasons there, caught 100 passes for 1,129 yards and 11 touchdowns in two years. Uh, but he didn't have... Too many Division One options coming out of JUCO, interestingly enough, when reading this. So he actually signed with a Division II program, the University of West Alabama, where he had 62 catches, 1,169 yards, and 13 touchdowns in two years. And then ultimately signed with the Raiders as an undrafted free agent, and then eventually made his way to the Ravens last season and now he is with the Carolina Panthers. So those two those two players officially announced on Thursday and then another, you know, they've been going through a number of official free agent signings uh this week. They've also uh, there was also two that were two that were announced on Wednesday that was defensive line Zach Kerr and wide receiver DeAndre White. DeAndre White, of course, staying with the Panthers. He became a free agent, but ultimately has come back to Carolina. Zach Kerr, 29-year-old who played with the Cardinals last season, played in 12 games and had three starts for the Cardinals, 22 tackles. Uh, this was his that was his first year in Arizona. He had played uh, the previous two seasons in Denver. He had 33 tackles and one and a half sacks in 2018. He's been in the league since 2014. He was an undrafted rookie out of Delaware. Came into the league with the Indianapolis Colts and spent three seasons in Indy. Had 64 tackles and five and a half sacks. And then one more that I want to touch on because actually I was fortunate enough to get... Luke Braun, and we'll actually get into that in a moment, 
to talk about another free agent signing that became official earlier this week, and that was Stephen Weatherly, the defensive end from the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, we know it was a two-year deal. It was reported $12.5 million. He played four seasons for the Vikings, who drafted him in the seventh round of the 2016 draft. Played in every game last season, had 31 tackles and three sacks. And also had 43 tackles and three sacks in 2017. Seven their own pick out of Vanderbilt. Played in 49 career games with seven starts. 79 tackles, six sacks, 14 tackles for a loss, 53 quarterback hits, and two forced fumbles. And like I said, I was fortunate enough to talk to Luke Braun a little bit. So we'll actually get into that now. So here's myself chatting with Locked On Vikings host Luke Braun to get a little bit of insight on not just Stephen Weatherly, but we did touch on Teddy Bridgewater as well. So a little bit of info on both those guys for you. So with that, here's my here's my chat with Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, pleased to be joined here by Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. We're going to talk about a couple of former Vikings that are now members of the Carolina Panthers. Luke, what's going on, man? Good to have you here. Hey, good to be on the show. Uh, Great work, of course, on the Locked On Vikings. Appreciate the the quick little tip too on the tweet of Weatherly, and that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna start with. As um, you know, we'll start small and then work our way up to the big boy. So uh, Stephen <laughs> Weatherly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of build up the suspense, right? Yeah. Uh, Stephen Weatherly, we'll jump right into it. Signs a two-year or will sign a two-year, twelve and a half million dollar contract with the Carolina with the Carolina Panthers. I almost said Carolina Vikings. Oh boy, I'm starting to mix the well, two. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're not. It's not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's almost like the Buffalo Bills are becoming the Carolina Panthers of the North. But um, yeah, Stephen Weatherly, two-year deal, uh, played pretty much every game uh, over the last two years. Six sacks between the last two seasons, three of each. And you had said, you know, he's going to be a nice rotational piece. What can you tell us about uh, Stephen Weatherly and what he's going to bring to the Panthers? Yeah, so he uh, and Vanderbilt, he was I think he was that was a three four over there when he played there. So he was a three four outside linebacker, but mostly a pass rusher. And he would kind of back off into coverage every once in a while. The Vikings have actually done that with him uh, in like his own blitz. But usually, I mean, no, he's a he's a defensive end. Um, He was a rotational guy. He wasn't the best at generating pressure. He was okay at generating run stops. Um, I, I don't think that he's like a disaster or a liability or anything, but personally, I wouldn't have started him. He actually had a chance to start in 2018 when Everson Griffin had a, his whole mental health episode. He, uh, Stephen Weatherly was the primary backup for 
Everson Griffin, and he didn't manage to retain that job, and the Vikings actually gave Everson Griffin an extension, which I don't think they would have done if Stephen Weatherly plays better. So I, I think that kind of gives you some level. Like, the Vikings had absolutely no interest either in uh, bringing Weatherly back in. They made no contact with him. They just let him walk. So I, I wouldn't start him. As a rotational piece, however, I think he's great. I think he's great as a change of pace for whoever you got as your primary edge rusher. Come in, he will do the job competently, and uh, you media guys are going to love him because he's an absolutely great like personality, and he's super accommodating to the media. Great dude to talk to. Oh, nice, nice. That, that's always good to hear on the on the media side. There's players that we like to talk to, but yeah. So it sounds like you know it's a, it's a good price. You know, six and a quarter million per year. You know, he'll get. Sounds like he'll get you a couple sacks, and obviously, yeah. you no, know, not a lot of snaps again. There you go, and you know, obviously, not a lot of pressure because, of course, he'll be playing opposite Brian Burns and whoever else the Panthers might want to bring in uh, on the edge side, and um, so. You know, the way and, you know, the Vikings ran a lot of 4-3, obviously, and the Panthers are going to go back to a 4-3. So kind of a, a nice fit there going back into that uh, that edge rush. So it sounds like the Panthers got themselves a, a pretty quality guy for, you know, a cheap price. You know, not the, you know, it was, it was kind of the spending that we expected the Panthers to, well, we thought the Panthers would do with uh, with some cheap free agents, you know, versatile guys uh, like, you know, Justin Burris. Another guy they brought in for four million a year to play safety, but they weren't very cheap this free agency so far, were they? <laughs> they uh, go out and they are spending twenty one million dollars now. You know, obviously in the NFL world, twenty one million isn't a lot. In the real world, twenty one million is like yeah, that's that's a lot. But as far as quarterbacks go, twenty one million is not that bad. But they go out twenty one million a year to former Minnesota Vikings quarterback, former Saints quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater to come in and pretty much replace Cam Newton. Obviously, like you said, um, you have some. You've obviously followed Teddy Bridgewater for a little bit. He spent some time mm-hmm. with the Minnesota Vikings, drafted by them. Um, what what are the Panthers? I mean, you know, we have an idea what they're getting, but you know, what's kind of the mindset with Teddy Bridgewater? We saw how well he played in those five games in place of Drew Brees. Um, do you get the sense, even watching him with the Saints and going back to his Viking, his time with the Vikings, is he ready to be back as a starting NFL quarterback? Uh, yeah, I definitely think he deserves the opportunity mm-hmm. to start after what he did in New Orleans. I mean, coming in as a backup, rattling off five wins, you know, a lot of roster help over there. There's a lot of good stuff going on in New Orleans, but I, I think you have to give him enough credit to at least, you know, justify a starting opportunity i think for like 21 million it was like if he's average that's a good deal right Mm -hmm. and i think you are very very likely to get at least an average quarterback out of teddy i think the the deal with teddy is that he is a like in a good way the game manager game manager of all time and and that's like not an insult people always Mm -hmm. say that like game manager uh it's just a game manager but i think he is somebody that will execute your plan very well and if you have a good plan that will go very, very well. He reads the the field very quickly. Uh, he has unbelievable pocket presence. My favorite thing about him is his pocket presence, not necessarily as a scramble run around Deshaun Watson type, but more as uh, I honestly like it remind it, it evokes Drew Brees in me that he, you know, he just is very good at like evading pressure without breaking the pocket and kind of using his motion very efficiently to uh, mitigate and make up for pressure. I think that's something he's very good at. Uh, he's not particularly aggressive. His deep accuracy was always kind of like a thing. 
And so you're not going to get the Jameis Winston type, you know, huck it downfield kind of game. You know, the Vikings now that they have like Kirk Cousins, that's kind of what they're getting with Kirk. And that's really far away from what they got with Teddy. He's going to run an efficient, smart, heady game that maybe has a, a lower ceiling, but a super, super, super high floor. And like you said, 21 million for, you know, that's a typical price now for an average quarterback. And I think he could definitely be better than the average quarterback. You know, I, I talked about this deal compared to some of the other quarterback deals that we just saw. I mean, Ryan Tanhill just got almost $30 million a year from the Titans. Um, I keep going back to Nick Foles, $22 million a year, and they're already ready to get out of that contract. Uh, Rivers is getting 25 Brady's getting 30 So Bridgewater getting 21 I think slots in really nice. And I talked to about how I think this gives the Panthers a lot of flexibility too over the next couple of years, especially 21 on when the new CBA really kicks in and that salary cap skyrockets. So, you know, it's going to give him a chance to get into free agency quicker. And I think it gives the Panthers definitely some, some quarterback flexibility. So, um, you know, my, my thought, and you know, I'll get, get your thoughts on this too. My thought now is that the Panthers bought themselves a little bit of time to if, if say they draft a quarterback, whether it's you know Tua or Herbert or uh, Hertz, whatever the case may be, I think they might have bought themselves an extra year to develop their quarterback instead of now likely just one year behind Cam. They may have had they may get two years of Teddy before they have to hand the reins over to the rookie. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree that you have bought. I mean, two years of Teddy is absolutely like that's a, that would will make competent football and you know that's what you're looking for and give mm-hmm. them somebody to compete with that's difficult to beat you know you're not saying all right go beat out case keenum like it's somebody you know it's real um and i i wouldn't rule out a scenario though where the where teddy bridgewater plays well enough where the panthers start talking about moving forward with him i wouldn't mm-hmm. rule that out at all mm-hmm. yeah you know it's definitely definitely an exciting time um you know obviously it was messy the way they got rid of cam newton or effectively got rid of cam newton but i mean you got you got to feel good about teddy it's, they're not paying him that much more than they were going to give cam so like i said I, I think it's a it's a good time in carolina and you know this will be the first of probably a couple times you and i are going to talk luke because of course the panthers <laughs> scheduled to travel to minnesota next season um so you know early thoughts Teddy's return to the bank teddy that's right I, we've I didn't never think... played against teddy we played the that's saints right that, that just hit me that's right that's Teddy's going to return to Minnesota, so that's already uh, a little bit of a highlight there. And, you know, of course, the Vikings uh, making a few moves so far this free agency. The big big one, of course, as you alluded to, uh, two-year extension for Kirk Cousins. Certainly, that just had to do with uh, for draft or uh, for cap purposes, excuse me. So, um, But yeah. any early thoughts on this matchup? I mean, obviously, it's very early. We still have yeah. a lot of free agency no to go. <laughs> I have no idea what roster we're even going to field uh, in September. So, yeah, exactly, I have, I have yep. no idea. We Right now, there's only one uh, passable wide receiver on the roster. There's, like, no corners. Mike Hughes is the only cornerback on the roster. They got the two safeties. But Anthony Harris, there's, like, trade talks blooming. So mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going to happen in that game. But I, I can't wait to preview it when I actually know what the Vikings will look like. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. And, of course, Stephon Diggs now in Buffalo. I mean, that was a... That was, well, I mean, we knew we kind of wanted out, but at least Minnesota got quite the haul for him. Yeah, an Odell Beckham-sized haul. Instead of uh, 
a DeAndre Hopkins sized <laughs> haul. Unfortunately, unbelievable. But yeah, like I said, this will be the first of probably a couple of times. You know, hopefully we get together in the off later in the off season to talk a little bit, and of course we'll certainly be in touch. Um, down the road, whenever, whatever the, uh, we'll find out by next month when they actually play, whether it's September, October, whatever the case may be. But uh, definitely looking forward to talking to you again. Um, really so appreciate good. your time, and uh, you know, let the listeners let them know where they can find you and what kind of stuff you got going on. Uh, yeah, my personal Twitter is at Luke Braun NFL. Uh, the show is at Locked On Vikings on Twitter, and of course, you can find my show if you're interested anywhere you can find this show. Absolutely. Yep. We're all like a little family here. We're all Absolutely. our shows are together. But Luke, appreciate you taking time to talk with me, my man. Yeah, of course, man. So thanks again to Luke Braun for joining me. Uh, some good chat there. And with that, I think we're going to wrap it up for the week. So as always, guys, thank you so much for your continued support. And remember to keep staying safe. And like I said before, we'll we'll get through this. So have yourselves a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, be good, and we'll see you on Monday when we do it again here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, Bill Rossetti signing off. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon, and I am out. Take care, everybody. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.